afternoon all welcome to today's cancer healing journey talks myself annie jones from community outreach team of zenonco.io and lovely cancer cancer healing journey talks helps cancer survivors and caregivers to share their journey with vast number of survivors and caregivers who have traveled or been traveling through this journey this can inspire and motivate them for their faster recovery as well i would like to introduce today's speaker ismat kabula she is passionate about inspiring and empowering women to take better care of their health starting with breast health she has spent the th- past three decades in the field of health working in diagnostic ultrasound and have also participated actively in the field of research working with Pfizer India and Dr Shoya Padaria as a project coordinator on multiple projects now having been at the intersection of being a doctor in a rapidly evolving diagnostic field a patient living through breast cancer treatment and a cancer survivor with fresh eyes to revisit life's purpose itself she is excited to bring it all together in her venture bsc for life bsc for life is an initiative to encourage women to take care of themselves proactively primarily by breast self examination to support early diagnosis easier treatment and significantly improve prognosis for breast cancer in her spare time she let her creative instincts shine wild on canvas and paint for herself family and friends as well so welcome to today's session dr ismat so over to you thank you thank you uh, <clears throat> and uh, hello to everybody who's watching so uh, yes i am a doctor and a radiologist um and i have family history of breast cancer uh so i was very aware that uh, um uh, this exists this disease does exist and i was very careful throughout uh, my life from a young age i used to have nodular breasts lumpy breasts as you call them but what happened was and so i used to take care i used to get regular checkups i used to see my gynec after the age of 40 i was taking uh, you know doing the mammos in those days it was advised that every year or every second year after the age of 40 you should do a breast mammo <clears throat> now of course it's different and now we say 45 and as indicated by the doctor every second year so i used to do all of that <clears throat> and do my regular breast self examination Then in 19, uh, 2017, I missed 2016 end. I think it was. I missed my last, uh, you know, last mammogram. I missed doing my regular mammogram, and I was a little lax with my breast self examination. After a few months, three months or so, I found a lump, and it was accidental. accident i mean i was just having a bath and i just felt this lump in the 12 o'clock position and i knew instantly that this is not not nothing this is definitely something here and then i of course went into the you know the mode of doing everything the examination the check up and uh, yeah and then of course it was sure that this was definitely breast cancer i found stage 2b that means there was a no a lump which was about 2 inches in size just below but there were lymph nodes in the axilla <clears throat> and of course being a doctor my friends i mean i'm telling them no this can't be it and this is but this is it this is it so okay then went to the next level we finished everything i had life went into hold i had plans i had plans for my niece's wedding i had plans to go to uh, alaska for a holiday with my family 
everything was on hold. I hold, I had to cancel it. Everything had to just shut out, shut down. But no, I said I will go for the wedding. I went and got myself a wig made before I went in for my chemo. So we had to do the chemo first. The idea of doing the chemo first. See, there are different things that we do. Either do the chemo, uh, surgery, radiation, maintenance, or you do the, uh, you know, the surgery first. Depending on case to case, it depends on how much the cancer, how big it is, how much it spread, and the, what kind of cancer it is. So we reached out to doing chemo first, which shrinks the tumor. And you know, you put a marker there that this is where the tumor was. And nowadays they do things like uh, 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 just a lumpectomy, so you don't have to take out the whole breast. But being a doctor and being aware and everything, but I was like, I'm going to take it out. I'm going to be done with it. I'm not having it in there. But uh, when I read later, it is okay just to take out that area and go on. But you never know, right? So that's what we went with. Anyway, I went to the chemo. I got myself a wig. I went for the wedding. I did everything possible, and I came back, and then I went into the next mode. It went on. Chemotherapy by itself was um, initially okay. <clears throat> we have very good medications now, and uh, they work well. Uh, and there are so many things to help you, you know, tide over the side effects. Like for the nausea, they give you stuff. For the for everything, there is a there is a uh, you know help so you don't get so messed up but what you can't do anything about is the head the brain the brain fog that sets initially it's all good but as it collects and accumulates it gets worse and while you're in it you don't know that that's what's happening i felt i was fine i was doing everything i was very confident i told my kids i don't need you guys i can take care of myself and everybody that i really want my husband said whatever you want so he let me be by myself and would be there to support me as and when i needed and i was literally pushing people away which is not really a good thing so maybe that's something we have to keep in mind um you live and you learn but at that time i felt i was like i can do this so i actually said i will write down my side my you know the side effects and how i'm handling them and what happens at every time with the chemo it is very classical. What happens is first you don't feel anything, then you get this uh, phase of uh, 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 pain comes in at some point, and then you get weakness and you get that nausea, all that you know, one, two, three, four, and your, and then again the whole cycle starts. So every three weekly cycle I had, the taxol. Then after that we had the next one, AC. Then the taxol time. It was terrible. So when I was given that medication, and it was supposed to be given every three weeks, so the doc was very keen that we do it in the way it was, so that it gets the maximum effect. And I trusted him completely. But when I when I took it, and I went home, I reacted really badly. So my hands and feet were on fire. I developed this hand and foot syndrome, and it's a rare one that happens. Doesn't happen to everybody. But I was one of those rare people, so it it was horrible. I went and I told him, "This is not happening. I don't want it anymore." So we took it off. He moved on, and we took it a weekly dose of a lesser strength, so I could actually tolerate. So that was good, and I passed through that time. But what it left me with was the, the neuropathy in my hands and feet, which is there till date. I still have it. I'm struggling with it. I'm working with it. 
but it is not gone <clears throat> and uh, i think fimara what i'm taking out maintenance adds to it so you know uh, fimara is uh, letrozole so it's an additive thing the other thing was the hair you lose the hair right and if i can talk about that for a minute here so we had to go for this wedding and i took that wig and my youngest son he was he said mom i'll take care of it for you because the hair started falling i mean and then it hurt it hurt really bad and you can't have clumps of hair coming off you know so then he took his razor and and very strong young chap he was like 23 24 he took it all off for me and then it felt better so i wore the wig but it was not very comfortable so eventually i gave up on the wig and i used to wear these caps i got these chemo caps and i used to wear those or scarves whatever i mean there are enough people now who are brave enough to go around without any head cover i wasn't so i needed some kind of cover <clears throat> especially because of my dad because he he's a he was a doctor i mean like he's a very senior physician but uh, he couldn't see me in that state so he used to get very upset in fact he passed away just before i finished my last chemo and i was very angry with him i said how dare can he go away like that i need him each one reacts differently to cancer so you know i had my my grandmother had cancer she had leukemia my nani so this is on the maternal side right because that's where it's significant my one masi my mother's sister had breast cancer and she had a tough time at the end this was all in much earlier right when it was still not the treatment was still not so good and then another aunt who passed away with pancreatic cancer and meds and stuff masi i'm talking about the maternal maternal sisters maternal aunts so we had family history so i mean dad had seen all that i guess that uh, bothered him the most anyway and uh, so that was that was where we were dad passed away my kids came and hung out with me toured in the us so they came they spent time my daughter she was pregnant she decided that she's coming in down for the surgery and she insisted on staying in the hospital with me and she wouldn't listen she says no this is something i am doing okay and at that time i could i mean i could i shut myself up and i stayed quiet so that was my journey with the the chemo then came the surgery and we did the mastectomy and all was very beautifully done the doctor's advice was very good so they put in a pot for the chemo we put in a pot the pot was put in from the opposite side not on the same side as the uh, where the surgery was to take place because then it interferes with uh, you know whatever all the working so that was very good and uh, it was a little difficult for the surgeon to put in because it was the left side usually they like to put it from the right but he did it and the whole thing worked beautifully because of the pot i was protected from you know uh, recurrent uh, injections and damage to the veins and all those side effects the pot was very magical and it worked and it very well the only thing we figured a little later was if i could keep my hands and feet and my scalp covered with ice packs or uh, you know cold packs or ice we put we put napkins in the freezer and then we would carry to the hospital 
and then put them on my hands and feet and my head so that cooling helped from the 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 chemo drug from not going into these you know high vascular areas and helped me a little bit there so that's something to keep in mind nowadays you get these cold caps for chemo uh, when you're uh, which you wear on the head during chemo and it helps to prevent hair loss also i was not aware so we didn't go into that at that point <clears throat> and then uh, we went to the surgery and the, the surgeon advised let's do a implantation at the same time but i was very weak from the chemo i wasn't seen if you do the surgery right in the beginning so you're healthy you're fine it's just that cancer so once you take that out you can put something in but after the chemo your body is not that strong you know it's got all these side effects in there so we said i'm not doing a you know a, 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 a insertion of a you know prosthesis and all that inside it was it's a very long procedure surgery so we said we'll do it later and we canceled the idea we just went with a mastectomy radical no modified radical so they took out the lymph nodes and the and of course they advised the physiotherapy and a lot of that was very very important because uh, because what happens is when they take out the lymph nodes then the drainage from the arm is is not really you know very efficient and if the lymphatic drainage is not good you can end up having lymphedema and that's a big terror so i was terrified i'm not going to go there so i used to do all the the, the there are various videos on youtube also and of course my physiotherapist was very good she guided me so doing all the you know the massaging and uh, stroking so that the lymph drainage is improved and it takes uh, it goes into the right places and the lymph uh, lymphatic lymph nodes are damaged then i mean removed there and the important part was even if initially you don't get uh, lymphedema it can come in even after 2 years so when this physiotherapist told me that i was like okay this is happening i'm doing this on a regular basis and i have been. so it's important to remember this. all said and done we finished the chemo we finished the surgery went for radiation radiation was not a big problem of course oh yes the only thing was there was the skin was very sensitive so you have to be careful about that you get these creams and of course you don't get them in india you have to order from abroad now maybe they are available here of course you can get them here that the price is much higher but anyway i got hold of that cream because the burning sensation was insane um burning sensation was insane i could not bear it so i used to put all that stuff at the radio radiologist who was doing the uh, the the treatment only advised and that helped once we did that finished with the radiation then i was done and then then there was maintenance i did not read books i did not go into what has to be done next and then i was told there is maintenance and it goes for 5 years then i started reading books and then i started reading everything till then i was just like you know whatever he says i'll do i'll just go with the flow i'm getting through this then i started reading and there's this book by dr susan love which is like a anthem or a bible for you know cancer it, it breast cancer like it takes you from a to z absolutely everything and so i started reading about things and what can be done what should be done blah 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 etc so it was good and so that i was on fimara during the process i also found 
that I developed diabetes. So they give you a high dose of steroids to you know sub, sub, uh, uh, keep all these uh, uh, side effects down. But what kicks in is the sugar. And they, so then I had I developed diabetes, and then I figured out okay now I have to treat this diabetes. And of course we worked on it. I was very upset, but whatever it was. All said and done, that was uh, the treatment for that went on. So I was a hypertensive. I had hypercholesterol. I had uh, hypothyroidism from before, and then add to that diabetes and maintenance for cancer. So all these things were going hand in hand. But I said I'm going to get on with life. Problem was my arm. I worked with my right arm. My right arm is uh, for my work. It's important, right? I do ultrasound, so I need to use it. And the pain and discomfort was intense. So I decided that now I can't do this anymore. And I took a break from working. I said I won't go back to. Everybody was very sure, you know, like they tried to convince me go back and you'll be better and it's just a phase, etc., etc. I said I'm done. I'm done with. Uh, clinical work i will do other work and and my focus was to spread awareness because when i was con- diagnosed with cancer the first thought that came to me if somebody like me a doctor somebody who knows what can happen who has family history who has taken so much care can get get, get find it out at stage 2b what about the others so this is not right it has to be sorted after once it was confirmed that i had breast cancer i sat with my phone and all my cousins and friends whoever i could think of i called them i told them please get yourself checked do this get your mammo done at least do it regularly so what i do suggest to people is you know take your birthday because usually around your birthday something clicks kind of So say around my birthday, I will do my mammo. I will do my checkup. You know, my health checkup as also. It's a regular thing. If you do a health checkup once a year, it's a necessity. So WHO basically advises once a year health checkup for a woman after over the age of twenty. Okay, then it advises doing a breast self examination on a monthly basis by a woman by herself after the age of twenty. They advise doing a clinical breast examination by a trained person after the age of 20 once a year a health exam checkup once a year and then a mammo depending on how you are placed if you have family history then you get your clinical uh, doctor to assess you and then accordingly you get um, diagnosed uh, whatever you you get your test done and uh, otherwise every two years depends on how it is indicated of course you have to remember mammos are the um, diagnostic tool to pick up cancer very early that is the big advantage 99% will be picked up 1% won't okay so you you can be that 1% which will not get picked up the second thing about mammos is they will cause radiation so we don't now we understand that and this radiation is you know conducive to causing cancer we don't want to have too much radiation going in and for that only when advised you do the mammos especially young women pregnant women women in the child bearing age group have to be extra careful you don't know sometimes if you're pregnant you go get a mammo and then you're in a mess you know because then how does that work so you have to be extra careful so that's about mammos now 
then i decided i will tell talk do this i will skip working as a clinical uh, radiologist i will take up a cause and my cause was breast health awareness for which i started a program called bse for life bse stands for breast self examination which is what something a woman does for herself by herself in her own privacy of her own home every month what is the importance of this you do it every month so that you get an idea of how your breasts are you may be have soft breasts you may have lumpy breasts you may have nodular breasts i had nodular breasts you can have whatever but once you know how your breasts are you know how it feels and if you do it every month if there is any change you will pick it up early what is the advantage of that the advantage is early pick up of breast cancer there is a 100% survival for 5 years see we cannot prevent breast cancer yet we have still to reach a place where we know what is the cause that is not known there are many things which are known that can you know promote or uh, uh, increase the risk of breast cancer but what causes it is not known so how do we take that so what do we do for that we take care of ourselves if i find a thing i find a problem i will go to the doctor and that is very important it is important to not hesitate first is to check yourself regularly and bsc is not very difficult there's a there are various youtube videos you can which go to my channel uh, my website bscforlife.com and look at uh, the how to do uh, area and it's not difficult what you do at 5 10 minutes it takes 10 minutes maybe max once a month and when is to be done uh, just after your periods 4 to 5 days after because that's when your breasts are less tender sometimes there is an increased tenderness you know people have tender breasts that's because of the hormonal changes the swelling and stuff so once that subsides after the menstrual cycle then it's easier to do so once you do that on a regular basis uh, it it becomes a cycle you do the other thing is if you don't get periods anymore when you do it take pick the day of the month maybe the 1st or the 15th whatever suits you maybe your birthday and on that day you do the test yeah a few days here and there of course doesn't matter but don't try to do it on the same time because the breast does change a little bit due to the hormonal changes and then of course you are get a little confused if you find something what do you do you should approach your doctor there should be no hesitation you don't sit and think about it no 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 this is not hurting no 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 this is it's so embarrassing why do i go to the doctor what will i tell i mean like why you know that those thoughts come it's just natural but what is important is you your family if something you find it at a later stage you are going to suffer your family is going to suffer the finances are going to mess and your life expectancy will go down if you remember that you will automatically go to the doctor and the doctor you don't tell them that you know what i got a cough cold and you know i got this problem but I, you can also check my breast i think there's a lump no the idea is to say i have this lump please help me and check out whether this is normal or not once you do all that and the doctor finds there's nothing wrong go home but don't stop doing your breast self examination because if you find a further change then you need to get it checked out further right if the doctor finds something they will send you for an ultrasound and then you know then the next thing and the next thing in the mammo and then the biopsy without a biopsy without a diagnosis pathological diagnosis you cannot do a you cannot say that this is breast cancer you cannot go to the next level you cannot get it treated
so that is where so that is where i started i mean i i decided that this is something i'm going to do and that's what i do and i give talks to people about this i talk in mostly in english but i do it in hindi as well as and when whoever needs to be told because all stratas of society get it's not like you you know you go, the, the super rich are going to get it or they are not going to get it or the poor are not going to get it no you get it in all stratas of society and what happens is women are just sitting on it and thinking oh no this this can't be you know it doesn't hurt how can it be cancer when it hurts i'll think about it it's it's important to know initially cancer will not pain why because it's a, it's the growth is limited when does it start hurting when it grows enough to press on the nerves when it gets into a space where there is some pressure where there is a damage to the nerves that's when the pain will start that's by the time it's got spread maybe it's gone to the lymph nodes maybe it's gone to the other breast you know you don't know where it's gone so if you find something and it's not painful it doesn't mean it's not cancer see 80% of the lumps you will find will not be cancer okay 80% but 20% will now do you want to be in that 20% right so it's important to get check us so that's where i was with my uh, cancer journey and then but i wasn't able to get and i wanted to do this so much but the brain fog didn't go away it took time so by the time i actually i i started but it was very slow my whole program and process the website development and i did it all on myself by myself but it took a while finally in this covid time i've been able to you know proceed and my brain has cleared up and that's when i realized oh shucks this was what it was that was the brain fog it has gone now you know so it took a time to settle down but yes i'm better now and i'm i'm managing to do this uh, work and spread the awareness as much as i can because my feeling is if i can make a difference to even one woman and help her i'll have achieved something besides that i do other things to keep myself busy I love painting so I paint I love to do nature mostly landscapes and birds and flowers and things like that and I gift it to my friends and family and then recently uh, I started this program with uh, my husband which is called um, uh, Gabula we have a Gabula foundation which we started so with that we are uh, into educating educating basically children we went for a holiday to kashmir and over there we met this um, by the school teacher who was totally committed to his children and he wanted you know for them to know more to more so he said if you all can send us books for them to read they met a principal of a school in kishishrinagar and she said the same thing and so happens we come back and in my society there was one lady who was giving away books because the children were older and they were done with the books i said yes please give me and i took those books from her and some other ladies also gave me and the whole, you know i got a good collection of books and i sent them out to kashmir it's difficult to send to kashmir so you have to organize it through speed post and be very systematic because uh, it's a sensitive area but we managed to do it and the response those people were so happy the teacher started a library in his house for children you know and he put the books in there and the children would come and sit and read and they were very happy for basically for children from the 3rd to 8th standard 
the, te- the teacher, school principal of a military school, she put it in her school and put a library there, and they were very happy. And when we wrote about it on our social media, the the amount of books we got was insane. So we sent, kept sending, and kept sending. They've made really big libraries now, and they're spreading it out to their other schools. Then they said, "Can you support us for notebooks and you know stationery as the new school year is starting?" So we started doing that. And uh, uh, so under our foundation, we have other people contributing, but no taking any money from anybody. You contribute directly towards the vendors, and they will finance it. So we send them text notebooks to up some three hundred odd students in Kashmir. Then somebody wanted textbooks, so we managed to send some sixty odd, sixty three children textbooks because that becomes a little more pricey. And but we managed to do it, and that was good. And now they are Kashmir is in you know it's the winter mode, so we couldn't uh, that part is a little bit on rest. But the books are still coming in. So what do I do? And I had a, this 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 brain you know this this fantastic idea. So we found this. We have this uh, municipal garden right behind our society, and I thought, why don't we put a library up there for children and adults to read? And I'm so blessed. I had this friend in my society who has connections, who knows people. So with her Rotary, uh, Rotary Club of Lowell and um, the MCGM Municipal Corporation of Greater Mumbai, everybody was on board and so helpful. We managed to do this thing. Within 15 days, we've had, we've managed to set up the library. We, in fact, yesterday was the 6th of February when he installed it. We had, and and sad to say that we lost Lata Mangeshkar on the same day. So the whole thing got, you know, very confused, and we were probably not able to do it. But everybody was so enthusiastic. They finished the cremation and they came later because this gentleman is a member of the. Mr. Sunil Chinde is a member of the uh, MC uh, Municipal Corporation, something. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a MLC <clears throat> member of the Legislative Council. So he came and the Rotary District Commissioner, and we started this library. Now we look forward to having many such libraries across Mumbai in the municipal gardens. The idea is to keep books there for people to come, take a book, read a book, and if you want to leave a book, please leave. And there are lots of people who want to give mocks. So this is going to, and in all languages, and not only English, and in all subjects, not not textbooks yet. We are working with uh, just uh, general general books. So yes, this is where I am, and I have grandchildren who I love very much. So I like to do things with them. I do. They were they came to visit from California. And it was a wonderful time, so I do all that. I crochet in my spare time as well. Yeah, I think that about covers me and my activities. Yes, I come back to you. Thank you, Doctor Ismat. That was a really inspiring uh, talk. So I only have one question. So it might be a tricky question. So if you have to sum up your journey in one sentence, what would that be? Okay, I don't think it's tricky. I think, I think. Give me a second. I felt I had been given a lot in life, a lot. This 
was when I was asked to give back. Okay. And yeah, and and I hope I can rise to it. Thank you so much, ma'am. Uh, thanks for the wonderful session. So I'm sure that this session will really inspire and motivate people out there who is currently traveling through the journey. So thank you so much for being a part once again. Most welcome. Thank you, Annie.